the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, this is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today we will hear a classic message from our archives that we believe will be a blessing to you and give you principles to live big in Christ. Let's join Bishop Greer for this classic teaching as we continue our previous broadcast. But if you want to love life and have good days, sometimes you have to just let it go. I'm not arguing with you. Just just let it go. Why would you give up the blessing for the the sixth person, don't count rows, in the, and I'm just making up a row in the tenth row. For them, you're going to give up zeal and love for life? And start living a burdensome, hard life, get a hard face, you, you look like you're, you're, you're 90 when you're, you're 50, you're, you're going to do that? For the, again, the, the person in the ninth seat in the tenth row, it makes no sense, you just made them your God. It's unwise. Sometimes it's not worth the fight. And, you know, you do have to confront, you have to speak truth, but make sure your heart is right. It's not a tit for tat, it's instruction. You're trying to say it to be a help. And listen, the Bible says, rebuke a fool, he'll hate you. That's what the Bible says. Some fools just don't mess with you. I know, you say, oh, they're being a fool, I had to be a fool. Why? What the sense does that make? I mean, typically, you don't fight fire with fire. Sometimes, they're being a fool, just let them be a fool. And give space to God. Vengeance is he knows how to handle them. He knows where to find them every minute of our 24-hour days. He knows exactly what to say, where to reach them. And listen, they're going to have the messed up life. They're the ones that's going to be frustrated and angry, but you're going to be able to lift hands freely. You're going to receive answers to prayer. Don't give that up because you couldn't resist an argument. You couldn't resist proving your rightness in a situation. Am I saying being punk? No. Jesus faced the Pharisees. Jesus called them some names at times. But you'll know the difference. And, and, and nine times out of ten, leave it alone. Don't mess with people at that level. And just love on them, pray for them. And you go on and, and love life. Have good days. And keep getting answers to your prayer. Verse 13. Peter goes on. And um, he's using a lot of common sense here. He says, uh, guys, who's going to harm you? If you're eager to do what? It's not always enough to be right in doctrine. We need to be good. You know, you know, when I was growing up, there was a saying, man, they're good people. You know, they're, they're good people. And you don't, you don't hear that much anymore. Because a lot of folk, they may be right in doctrine. They, they may have some of the right belief, but are they good? I mean, are they good people? 
And what he's saying here, he's saying, listen, don't just be right, be good. Behave. Who's going to harm you if you are eager to do good? 90% of the time, we don't get in trouble for doing what's right. The laws of the universe tend to support doing right. I mean, when you do what's right, you know, you're less likely to get uh, uh, certain diseases in your body. Uh, uh, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the HIV, all that other stuff. You know, if, if you're living right, I mean, unless you got a bad needle, you know, or it's something that, you know, just mysteriously happened to you. It doesn't happen. You know what? You're not worried about being pregnant at 16 if you're living right. So you're not getting gray hair. Right? You hear what I'm saying? If you're not stealing, you're not worried about getting caught. So you age at the appropriate speed. You hear what I'm saying? The, the laws of the universe support righteousness. Are you hearing me? And when you live right, you know, the, the, just things get on your side. But, but see, the thing is the universe is on your side, but some people are crazy. Human beings, on the other hand, there'll be a few of them that even though you do right, are going to take issue with you and take on you and your God. Now, I said 90% of the time, you know, everybody's going to support what you're doing, but there's 10% of the time that that's not going to be the case. What does that mean? Live nine days on the 10th day, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> the Bible says it this way. Everyone who lives godly in Christ suffers persecution. Everyone will have that 10th day. But listen, let, don't have that 10th day come because you were meddling in other people's affairs. Don't experience that 10th day because you wouldn't love people. You wouldn't be kind to people. You hear what I'm saying? Make sure that you're experiencing that 10th day because you were doing good. You were trying to be a blessing and somehow the devil and demons misinterpreted it and the rest. And what's amazing about what God does in these situations is when evil folk attack you, many times I know in the past I felt, well, I must be doing something wrong. But the reality is what I was really doing was about to win people. You know, years ago when I gave my life to, to Jesus, uh, I was in college. I was a 20-year-old young man, and I stopped running with the ladies, and I didn't party the way I used to. And, and then if I did party, I wasn't getting high while I was partying and all the rest. And, and people began to call me names. And then I, was, I could go down a list of things that, that, that my life just changed. And people made fun of me. And uh, they wouldn't say it in my face because they were still afraid that I'd go back to, to you know, the, the way I was. But <laughs> I'd hear the whispers. And... Um, you know, for a young man, that was a little hard, and I was proud, you know, so it was, you know, how they talk about me, that God, you know, da, 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 all that. But what you have to do, and this, this is, you know, anyone that God creates to, to operate in any leadership capacity, one of the first things God is going to help you do is get over people. You can't lead people if, if people are your main influence. Not for God. So you're often rejected. Remember, Joseph, his whole family rejected. He had to go through that rejection before he was accepted. Every major leader is that way. And each of you are called to be leaders in some capacity. So you're going to have to deal with accepted, uh, rejection and, and, and get over the need of people's approval early on if you're going to be successful in your Christian journey. But the, the facts are, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, 10 years later, you know, people call me up, you know, how did you do it? Uh, you know, uh, uh, man, uh, your life changed. I saw that it was real because I know what you used to. I know what, what, what you're, you're doing now. How do you stay faithful to the same woman for 17 years? Uh, how come your, your kids, they, they, they're teenagers. I see the pimples and everything. But you know what? They, they seem a little bit, bit, bit better behaved. Than, than, what, what, what did you do? How did you do it? But you see, you have to go through those periods. 
of uh, persecution. And, and what happens is when, when you when your life turns around, those very people that were attacking you, your success pricks their heart. And don't be like, I told you so. Go back, say, let me tell you what God did for me. He will do for you. Yeah, you hear what I'm saying? And God sets you up in this way. But you have to go uh, through the, the process. He says, uh, who's going to harm you if, if you're going to do good? But even if you should suffer, he's saying, listen, 10% of the time it's going to be trouble. For what is right. Now, listen, I've already taught for about uh, uh, 15 minutes. That means I've already offended at least one person. Because, listen, if, 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 at least one minute, in one minute I offended somebody. Why? Because, you know, if 10% of the time, that means 10 minutes passed, one minute of that time was getting on somebody's nerve. I wish he would stop it. I wish he would hurry up. You hear me? That's just life. It's just life. But what am I going to do? Mel, oh, God, they don't like me. No. I'm going to finish what I got to say and hopefully help you through saying what I'm saying. But even if you should suffer for what is... Right, you're what? You're blessed. He's saying suffering is sometimes a proof of blessing. Why is someone going to hate on somebody that don't have anything? Because you have something the haters hate. So the fact that you're in this situation is often a proof of blessing. But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. And then he goes on to say, listen, don't fear what they fear. I was traveling this week ministering in the Bahamas and this passage of scripture the Lord put on my heart for me even before I shared it with you today. Just on my way out of the country I, I, we received a letter from the IRS stating that the ministry owed over $10,000 and they were going to freeze our assets that's, that's close to right. Um, of course it's wrong. We have the receipts that we could prove it and everything. But I was going out of town. I was like okay I know what type of week this is going to be. Then I, I get out of town and, and uh, communicating by emails, and we find that the owner of the property that we're buying, uh, Stuart Mailing, is getting a little bit jittery. They're telling us that someone else wants to buy the property, and we need an extension because some issues have come up. There's, oh boy, I go on. Um, um, there's, there's, there's bald eagles in the area, by the way, and there's some type of lizard or something that, that needs to be preserved and just stuff, you know. <laughs> And uh, so, okay, the, the owner of the property is, 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 is getting funny. And then the contractor, I think they lost their mind. Uh, we love them and we're going to work it out. But I think they lost their mind, but it's going to come back to them. Uh, they're, they're over a million dollars, over budget. And we get this, this report. And then the bank, they, they had to be notified. So uh, now uh, the bank's not returning phone calls. And, and it looks like, you know what, uh, we may be losing our financing. To top that off, the, the mayor of the town of Dumfries passes away. And if you remember my last conversation with him, uh, um, not so good. Uh, so everything is, 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 is shifting and, and, and changing. I get a, we get a letter. This is all in one week. The DYC, you know, we own this building, but the DYC we rent. And uh, they're talking about within a certain amount of days, we need a decision from you. Otherwise, uh, when May comes, we're going to rent the property to someone else. So I'm away, we're just trying to serve God. And you think that I've become anxious, and no, 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 let's take a look at the scripture. And by the way, I could go on and on. And people think, you know, just Mr. and Mrs. Wonderful, they have, you have no idea. No idea. But here's the deal. Don't fear what they fear. Did you catch that? I'm not one of them. Do you hear me? 
Nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm not without a covenant on the earth. He says, do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. Why? Scripture says it was light in Goshen while it was dark in Egypt. That the reality is my house is not like my neighbor's house. We may be on the same block. But there'll be lights at, what's my address? <laughs> that address. And right next door, they'll be going through hell. But you see what? I'm in the world, but not of it. You hear what I'm saying? And scripture says, Derek, you're not an ordinary, ordinary company or ordinary organization. Don't fear what they fear. Don't act like you're a man without a covenant, without a God. Don't fear what they fear. And as the list of things piled on and progressed, you'd think I began to leave sleep. I slept like a baby. I belong to God. These problems are not my problem. They're God's problem. This is not my church. This is God's church. That's not my property. That's God's property. That was not my mayor. That's, well, I guess it was my mayor, but ultimately, God, I don't, I'm going to clean that up. I'm going to fix it. We don't, just leave it. Leave it. Leave it. We'll leave that. But the, the issue is with the mayor piece, I'll leave the mayor alone. Rest in peace. We love the mayor and we will miss the mayor. Um, okay. Don't fear what they fear. Do not be what? Frightened. Now, who said this? A guy that, you know, just got a revelation on the mountaintop or was walking down the street and God spoke to him? No, this was a guy who they were going to execute him the next day. And he went to sleep between the two soldiers. How many of you could sleep on the day, the night right before you get executed without a value and without drugs? The Bible said that the, the, the angel had to smite him on the side to, to, to get him up. And this is how he does. He's about to tell us how to handle crisis. But in your hearts, the way you handle crisis, please listen to me carefully, begins in the heart. It doesn't begin with anything you do. It begins in the heart. When trouble comes, pay attention to your heart. Direct your heart. But in your hearts, set apart This language elsewhere, if it was interpreted consistently, would be sanctified in your hearts. But here it's set apart. And the language used here was for when Greeks dedicated temples for sacred purposes. And what he's saying is when trouble comes, this is how you take off your jacket before the fight. In your hearts, set apart. Is that what he says? That means sanctified. Sanctification is a weapon. It is part of your armor. A surrendered, sanctified, dedicated life is the most powerful life on the planet. And when trouble comes, one of the first questions I ask God, Lord, is there anything between you and I? Is there anything amiss? Is there anything going wrong? But once I leave that, that place of prayer and I, and, and God's like, everything's okay between us. Now, other times he pulls out a three binder and, and you know, ring binder. And he's like, Derek, where should I begin with, with the different things? But, 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 but once we get done with, with, with the things that, 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 that are, are out of line, 
There's a confidence that comes that, that can come no other way. Now, let's finish the statement so you can get further insight. But in your heart, set apart Christ as what? Okay. What does the, the word Lord mean? The term Lord literally, yes, means owner. In the Old Testament, the uh, Jewish uh, people felt the name of God, Yahweh, was so holy that they didn't want to write it. And after a while, they took out the, uh, um, uh, um, um, the vowels and only used consonants, lest someone uh, say the name wrongly with unclean mouths or, or, or what have you. Uh, so they were very, 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 very... Uh, uh, protective of the name. And what would happen is someplace in Scripture, instead of writing the full name, they would put the name Lord or, or, or Adonai. Now, the term Adonai comes, it's not a glorious term. It comes from the slave trade. Adonai literally means owner. And what he's saying is when you're in trouble, who owns your heart? The first, if you're going to get out of trouble... You need to make sure that God is the owner of your heart. It says, in your heart, set apart Christ as what? Now, when you're in trouble, now, thank God that Jesus is a Savior. Thank God that, that he is a Savior. But when trouble comes, he needs to be more than that. He needs to also be owner. Until God becomes your owner, you own your problems. But when you finally let him become your owner, who owns your problems? He owns your problems. So last week, even while I was traveling, we had a, uh, an incredible schedule. I went to sleep largely like a Jamaican. And, and you know, the, in Jamaica, is a, they, they got this saying, they got T-shirts red. No problem, man. And my, my whole thing was, listen, I didn't call me. I didn't move myself into this situation. Lord, you own me. You're responsible for the situation. And you see, w- when we get into crisis, we need to, to just begin to simplify. Don't get all deep and talk about the seven layers of demons that are behind it. No, 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 no. Lord, you are my owner. And you know what? In order for them to get to me, they have to go through you. Lord, the whole earth belongs to you, including me. Father, listen, there's no battle you, you, that, that was yours that you've not won. The battle is the Lord's. And Lord, as long as it's your battle, I know I'm going to win this battle. But what you have to do in times of crisis when you're dealing with major conflict and problems is make sure Jesus is Lord. It's not just a tagline. It must have meaning and significance. When trouble comes... Set apart. Say, listen, I am your temple, Lord. I belong to you. I am your problem. I'm not running from you, Lord. I'm running to you. Father, I belong to you. You are my owner. Now I give you my problems. And with it, when you really do that, there's a confidence. Some people call it the gift of faith. I don't know if it's the gift of faith, but I'll tell you something. There was a faith that wasn't from my natural ability that came to me this week. It was all because, Lord, you got it. And you have to learn. Now, listen, my personality is choleric slash melancholy, if you ever follow the, 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 the personality traits. Meaning that, um, you know, a real strong personality, but on the other side, uh, I could get a little bluesy. And, you know, if everything is not just right, the, the I's dotted and the T's crossed, you know, I could get melancholy. I could get, I could get sad and get nervous and upset because I'm, I'm wired that way. So with me, I've had to learn over the years, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I know your, your personality type is what your personality type, but God is who God is. Amen. 
And the issue is not, I'm not going to trust the dotting of I's and crossing of T's. I would often put my trust in me doing everything right instead of putting my trust in him. But as I, I got older and I'm getting older, I learned to say, you know what, Lord? I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And you know what, Lord? You're my owner. You're ultimately responsible for me. I'm doing everything in your name. I'm living in your name. God, this problem, my problems all belong to you. And as I do that, there's a lightness. Faith starts coming easier. I'm not trying to believe when I really realize the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and all those who dwell therein. He not only owns me, he owns everyone in this neighborhood. God is my owner. Why should I worry if the owner of the ends of the earth is taking care of my situation? Hey, why should I be anxious if he, the scripture says, matter of fact, let's go there. Go to First uh, Peter 5 and 7. And then we're going to wrap up for the day. He says this, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand. Now this humble yourself is, is consistent with what he was saying earlier in the same book. Stop acting like you own yourself. Humility is recognizing that you're God's property. That, that your life is, is not your own. He said, listen, when you humble yourself and realize that you're owned by God and really surrender your life to him, and, and you give those issues over that he may lift you up, that who may, he may lift you up in due time. Not only does God know how to do it, he knows when to fix your particular issue. And then in the next verse, he explains what true humility looks like. Cast all your anxiety on him. The truth is an anxious person is a proud person. It's a person who's not submitted themselves to the ownership and lordship of Christ. And what would happen to me is I, because I, you know, had a little bit of a brain, I'd use my brain to my detriment. And, you know, with, with some people, just give them a little bit of power and they, and they mess it up. And with me, just give me a little bit of intelligence. I start leaning to my own understanding. But God said, don't lean to your own understanding. Acknowledge me in all, all your ways. And I had to learn to stop being proud. I was like, as long as I can figure it out, God, I'll be okay. He's like, no, 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 no. It's not about you figuring out, son. It's about you trusting me. So I had to sometimes lay my intelligence aside. And say, Lord, I'm just going to trust you in spite of what my brain says, in spite of, of, of everything. I, I think, God, my trust is in you. But you see, pride is saying when I can fix it, it will be fixed. When, when I can figure it out, it, it'll get done. So pride is a tricky and a sneaky thing. But he says, listen, if, if, you, if you really humble yourself, you will be able to cast all your what? Anxiety on him. If God cares for me, why should I care? Who do I think I am to add to God's care? The pride in the eyes. Of, it's like, Derek, you're going to get all anxious and worried. You gave it to me. But you're going to get all anxious and worried like you could do it better, like you could somehow improve upon what I'm going to do. He said, cast all your anxiety on him. Why? Why should both of us care? I should be one of the most carefree people on the planet. You should be one of the, some of the most carefree people on the planet. But what keeps us careful? What keeps us so full of care? Me trying to fix it. Me trying to resolve it. Me trying to handle it. And as I, I get older, hopefully I'm getting wiser. And I'm learning. Just let it go. Give it to God. Don't sweat the small stuff, but even the big stuff. God's hands are big enough. To handle the issues that pertain to you and I. This week, dealing with major issues. 
But the bottom line is God got those issues. The question is, now listen, I could have came back with less hair than I already have and it more gray. But why? Answer, by worrying, what you going to add? How many days you going to add to your life? How's that going to fix what's gone wrong? It's illogical. Worry will not fix a thing. All our responsibility is, is to give it to Jesus. I mean, do what God tells you to do, but then get it back on him. Give it to the Lord and leave it there. And I know we're smart. I know we're deep. And and it would have been great if I had a more profound revelation than this today. But, you know, my my kids, when they were little, you know, they're teenagers now and they're they're, they're smart. You know, when I when I when they were little kids, I said, get in the car. Like, yeah, yeah, we're going with daddy. And they get in the car, jump in the car and we go for a drive. Now I say, you know, let's go. Say, where are we going? You know, the things have changed. (laughs) And when they were. Yeah. Do I need to go? But, you know, when they were a kid, they climb up a few steps. And they, all kids do this. And they just want to jump and say, catch me. They, they, want, they wanted to experience, you know, they, they looked at their daddy and, and saw you as just strong. You can handle anything, can't you, daddy? And, and, and you know, we, we, we just love it, too, when they jump and we catch them. And there's no way we're going to miss them. That, that's our child. But so, you know, as we get older, we, we, we start calculating. And believe me, well, first of all, I don't know if I could catch DJ and David anymore. But, you know, we get, we get calculating. And we remember things that, you know, didn't work out the way we thought. And we no longer climb the steps and we no longer experience the freedom and the joy that comes from trust. You've been listening to a classic message from Derek Greer. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian, or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.